This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. It's you again. Hello, with your beautiful new hair that you got done today. I did. I'm a real modern woman and was sitting in a chair prepping for this podcast, like reading athletic articles. This is a dream that I imagined. Get you a girl who can do both, am I right? Yeah, be very high maintenance and also cram and procrastinate. How are you? How's how's it hanging? Oh, Christina, I'm great. Here's the problem I have mice. My house has mice. How many? We thought just one. There's never just Well, we had only seen one for like a couple of months, but the problem is it's April and uh, mice be fucking. (laughs) Mice be fucking. What else are they going to do? I mean, honestly. There's a a crop of baby mice that have really just kind of settled in. I'm going to be real with you. That's fucking disgusting. Do you want me to tell the gross story? I want you to tell the gross story. Like two nights ago, I was watching Caps Canes, actually, and I was sitting in bed, as I do, because I don't have a TV, so I'm streaming it on my computer, and so I'm sitting in my bed, and all of a sudden, I felt something between my elbow and the pillow that I was sitting up against. And you were alone in your bed. I was alone in my bed, and I felt something move. In the split second between that happening and seeing what was there, I was like, the mouse is in my bed. The mouse is in my bed with me. <laughs> you had two And I looked thoughts. down. And as I looked down, the mouse ran from under my elbow, <gasps> down along my leg, uh, oh, under no! a blanket on my bed. How loud did you scream? I actually didn't scream. I was so scared. I was so scared that I just kind of made this like very weak sound <laughs> and rolled out of bed onto the floor. <laughs> I would have paid so much money to like see this. It was truly horrifying. Did you squish did you squish the mouse? No, because the first thing I did was take all the like I took all the blankets and pillows off my bed and by the time I did that it was gone. Ew. Can you squish a mouse? Yeah, you, they're so small. Like they can squeeze through things that are the size of a dime. God, I I wish that were me. But, but so I haven't been sleeping the past like three nights because every time I go to bed, I start thinking about the mice 
being in my bed when I'm asleep, you know? That must be how Brad Marchand's wife feels <laughs> every night. So anyway, I've been doing great other than that. Hopefully you uh, move out soon or you've just firebomb your house. Folks, this is the real magic of city living that I'm experiencing. It could be roaches. Like it could be, th- that's the thing. Like I'm comforting myself. Like I have a really big phobia about cockroaches. Oh my God, I remember this. But you saw a really big one <laughs> last year. I'm gonna gag, yeah. <laughs> it literally makes me want to gag like just talking about them i'm fine with like all other bugs like spiders i can handle i'm fine with like snakes i'm fine with mice rats like i can do all that but it's something about roaches like uh. (laughs) anyway sorry can we we please talk about something else (laughs) you want to talk about hockey on our hockey podcast yeah let's do that instead been a big week been a big week. Um, we bid farewell to some really good boys. We bid farewell to some of your really good boys this week. I'm so fucking sad. I'm so sad about the Jets. I'm pretty pleased because Why? The, the only thing I got right in my bracket was I said the Blues were going to take it in six. And the wow. Blues took it in six, baby. Fucking someone hire Audrey to do analytics or whatever because she guessed one thing right. I got one number right. Let's go. I'm fucking pissed. I'm going to be real with you because I and many other people thought that it was going to be the Jets. It it was going to be their time. Yeah. They also thought that last year and they were also wrong. It's just a big bummer. And I think you can tell from like the post game interviews. They were really, really disappointed. Blake Wheeler was like basically told a reporter to fuck. I mean, actually did fuck off. Fuck off. I respect that so much. As as a journalist, I respect that so much. (laughs) Well, the question was like so mean too. It was like, why didn't you guys do better? And he's like, fuck off. I don't know. There are really no good questions that you can ask in that situation. Don't ask any. Like, just don't do that. Yeah, don't do your job. What's the point? I mean, like, journalistically speaking, you're a journalist. I'm very much not a journalist. What is the point of interviewing a bunch of people who just lost? What are they going to say? I guess that you want him to say something, like, crazy. Or just, like, to get some insight. Because, like, you're not on the ice, you know? So you might go down and they might say, you know, I've been playing through an injury the last three games. And I think you could really see that that was apparent in my play tonight. And then you break that story or, like, something like that. But a lot of times it's just like, oh, well, I don't know. I just think we put everything we had into it and it wasn't enough. Sometimes the pucks just don't get in the net. Exactly. I feel really bad for them because I don't know how you like fix. I don't know how you fix it because it's not not broken. Their roster is great. It's really weird. The Jets, like their big thing this season was, okay, sorry, the Bruins just beat the Leafs 5-1. We're not going to talk about that because that's boring. Been there, done that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The big thing for the Jets this year were these like late game collapses where they they were the the NHL's fourth worst team in leading after two periods. (laughs) This is very relatable to me. (laughs) Like, right? Yeah. They just get tired. So like game five. They came in with the series tied 2-2. They had a two-goal lead going into the third period, and they were like, all right, we're going to do it. This is going to be great. We're going to go up 3-2. We're going to take the series. It's going to be awesome. They totally fell apart, and once you know you can do that, that's got to be so psychologically like empowering to just know that you can dismantle a team like the Jets that easily. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, it's a very similar thing that goes on with the Caps. <laughs> yeah. The both of them are just so, they get so psyched out. Like, they have to score first, and if they right. don't score first, they're fucked. 
they just depend on that like psychological energy to keep going and you could and you can see how the system falls apart when you're watching them i watched all the all the series because i'm a real pervert I only watched like five minutes of game five and then I got embarrassed for Patrick Liney and turned it off. I was embarrassed for everyone. I was embarrassed for Blake. I was embarrassed for Liney. I was embarrassed for Mark Mark Shifley. Like it was just, it was not good for my boys. I also just don't like the blues because I don't know any of them. But I was reading in the, when I was cramming for this podcast today, <laughs> I was reading the write up on The Athletic about, about how they won. <laughs> and like, I guess after the game, you let the goalie like lead. The handshake line. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Bennington just like left. <laughs> And they all, like, followed him out. Uh, Peter Angelo was like, yeah, I thought he had to go to the bathroom or something. Oh, my God. But no, his, like, his tiny little brain just short-circuited. And he, like, he just yeeted. He yeeted Winnipeg. And he's also racist. Yeah. We do not stand. We do not stand. We no longer stand Jordan Bennington, unfortunately. My favorite thing about this series, speaking of the blues, was Jaden Schwartz's redemption arc. Who's that? So he, yeah, like literally who is that? So he only scored 11 goals throughout the entire regular season, Mm -hmm. which was kind of a disappointment for the Blues. But he scored the final four goals of the series. Wow. So like the game winner in game five and a hat trick in game six. Go off, I guess. Give the band some money? <laughs> I mean, if well, if they win the cup, maybe. Sometimes people are late bloomers, and that's okay. Like, Fender to the Pod, Dylan Strom. You know who else we should talk about? Let's go further west. Let's talk about the Flames. Literally did not watch a single one of these, these games. Again, it is too goddamn late at night. They play at, like, midnight. They do not play at midnight. They play at, like, 9 p.m. I did. I watched one. I think I watched game four. You love both of these teams, so that's, like, very sad to me. Yeah, my two, like, dirty Western Conference teams. What a fucking bust for the uh, Flames. My bracket's crying. Yeah, it's really upsetting. (laughs) So this is the first time in league history that the top-ranked team in both the Western and the Eastern Conference has been knocked out in the first round. I think it's cool. Not only that, I mean, I think it's pretty cool, too, but... The Flames were knocked out in five games. Like, they couldn't even hold on seven. They look like shit. The problem was that the first line matchup was so mismatched. So the Flames' first line is Goudreau, Monaghan, Kachuk Mm -hmm. versus Rantanen, McKinnon, Landeskog. Like, looking at those two lines, you would say, like, okay, that's a pretty even matchup, but... McKinnon and Miko Rantanen were just on fire. Like, they just dominated the Flames. And the the Flames' top line just could not get it going. It was very sad. And, like, when McKinnon gets going, he's just... It's amazing. It's, like, it's beautiful to watch. Like, he's He's just... gotta be the number one most skilled power skater in the league. He's scary. Run me over with a fucking truck. Just run me over with yourself. Yeah, run me over with yourself. So Miko Rantanen had five goals and nine points overall, and McKinnon all, like also had three goals. They just ran over the Flames. You know what's weird is that like we were both worried about Mike Smith as the starting <laughs> goalie going into the series because, honestly, I can't stand him, and I wanted Riddick to start. <laughs> Big dick Riddick! And he actually, like, I think he got off to a rough start, like, game one, but the real issue was that it was everybody in front of him. And the fucking abs were getting so many shots in. It's a probability thing. Like, you cannot stop them all. Right. And so, like, the Flames' defense just wasn't there. And then Grubauer... Our king. 
it's what she deserves dot gif so proud of him he crushed it made one of the most beautiful saves of the season you love to see it i'm really happy for the avs i hope more people get on board with the avs they're delightful this loss sort of kick-started like a very annoying conversation we have to talk about it a little bit yes it did Basically, there's like a lot of very established like hockey writers online gnashing their teeth. What do all these men have? I mean, sorry. What do all these writers have in common? I just totally gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> they're all men. Yeah. <laughs> and they're also all Canadian. Who would have thought? Yeah. So there's like a lot of people who are very upset about all the upsets that are happening. Um, and they are postulating that it's quote unquote bad for hockey mm. that you have a lot of uh, new quote unquote small market teams. Small market expansion teams Mm -hmm. like coming in and like wrecking shop and you know this isn't what the Stanley Cups are about like we're supposed to find the best team not like the best team out of six games yeah who really deserves it here's the thing it's hockey first of all calm down calm down (laughs) first of all no one fucking watches hockey it doesn't matter however many Nielsen points like you're gonna get for the Stanley Cup final Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter it's always gonna be the fourth most popular sport in America it's always gonna be like that and I'm speaking as someone who is a new like late in life hockey fan I I am not typical you don't become a hockey fan unless like yeah she's not a regular girl she's a cool girl yeah well I mean it's just hard to become a hockey fan if like you're not unless you're born unless you're born into like a hockey family or unless you see like an ascendant playoff run happening in your hometown it's just kind of this sense of entitlement yeah I mean, it's just annoying i mean like i feel like it happens regardless it's just like stupid it's it's dumb i thought the conversation that you were going to bring up was the is johnny gaudreau actually good at hockey oh well he is conversation over moving on yeah. <laughs> moving on to the next yeah you want to talk about your yeehaw boys I want to talk about my Yeehaw boys. This is the other. So, you know you how you picked the Blues to win in six? Yeah. I fucking picked the Stars to win in six. Yeah, and I that feel was like, really smart of you. I feel like a genius right now. And because we both talked about, like, on the episode where we previewed the playoffs, we were both kind of like, the Preds low-key suck. <laughs> and it, this happens every year. Like, we're fed this narrative about, like, this is the year that the Preds are going to win the cup. This is the year that they're, like, real contenders. They have all the pieces they need, blah, blah, blah. And it just never happens. And what I really hope is that this is the year where they actually, like, go into the postseason and reevaluate what's going on with that team. Right. So last year, after they got bounced, they were basically like, we're not changing anything. Right. We have the roster. We, like, we have all the pieces. Uh, it just didn't happen for us this year. I don't think that you can, like, get bounced by the wild card and say that again. Yeah. I think you're going to have to take, I think they're going to have to take a serious look at their roster. And th- I think they're going to have to trade, like, some big pieces. What's rough is that their top line, which is Forsberg, Johansson, and Victor Arvidsson, mm-hmm. that entire line combined only got two goals in the series not so again i mean it's kind of like okay we might have scoring depth but we're literally not winning games so (laughs) and their power play sucks oh my god it's turgid it's so slow would you like to hazard a guess out of 15 power play chances how many times they converted on the power play like one none Zero for 15. Oh my god. That's horrific. Whoever their video coach is should be, like, crucified. That's really bad. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we can talk all day about how, like, overrated the Preds are. But I would really like to talk about how fucking good the stars are. Yes, let's go. 
Audrey, did you know how much you liked the stars until this series? No, I only knew how much I related to Jamie Ben on a personal <laughs> level. <laughs> it's interesting that you talk about how bad the uh, first line of the Preds is because the first line of the stars has been crushed it incredible. Mm-hmm. They had like devil numbers. Like, what was it that you? They uh, had six goals. Six. Each of them picked up six points in the six games in the series. Wow. Please cut to Tyler Sagan, like, pouring goat's blood all over <laughs> himself, like, in the middle of a pentagram. I absolutely could see that. Sagan's a witch, confirmed. Absolutely. Sagan's a Wigan. Wiccan. You heard it here first. <laughs> Puck Bunny's exclusive. It's almost like they were mirror images of each other. Because, yes. like, where the Preds failed was they just had, like, no offense. And then, like, their defense that's supposed to be just supposed to be, like, the best in, in the league was just not there. And with the Stars, you had the first line generating all this power. And you had their second line also. I mean, Zuccarello was, like, Zook. playing. Oh, Zook, Zook, Zook. We love him. We love a short king. 5-7 <laughs> on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> they had him. They had it. They switched him and Radulov out a couple times. That's such a good pickup for them that I know Rangers fans were really upset to see him go but it looks like he's already he's already been a difference maker there and I think that's it's really nice to see but their defense was also just incredible you have like a, a teenager those Finnish teens god they're like out there they're doing their best and they have cheekbones to spare so you had john klingberg and amiro like scoring points i mean klingberg got the series winning goal God, I love, I love so a two way defenseman. And can we talk about Ben Bishop? Let's talk about Big Ben. What a guy. Vezina Trophy finalist. And I, honestly, I feel like he should win it. He should win it. It was like the Matrix. Like he was just like everywhere. It's it's amazing when you know how big he is and like how he can move. Like he's that. so fast and he's so flexible. His I just want to know like how much yoga does he do? I would like to see it. I would like to take a class. I would like to take a class. <laughs> I don't even want to take the class. I want to be like, you know, just what, observing. in hospitals. Like an observation room. Like an operating theater. Yeah, operating theater. <laughs> We're so proud of them. I think it'd be really fun if they like went all the way to like the West Coast final. This series that they're going to be playing with the Blues is going to be really fun. I think it's going to be a really fun one to watch. I think it's going to be a classic. Yeah, like I think we're going to have to watch all that. You know what this is going to make really interesting is next year's Winter Classic. Yes. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Hey, we should take some calls. Let's do it since we didn't take any last week. Okay, so we got a text this week, um, which is a follow-up from a previous episode from a guy <laughs> who lives in, I assume, Tampa. And, it, like, he previously texted us about, like, bragging to his wife about his, like, beer league <laughs> hockey. And <laughs> his wife asked if he was as good as Kucherov. <laughs> and uh, we told him that they should watch playoff hockey together because it would be really exciting. And that was stupid because <laughs> uh, we may have caused them a lot of pain. Anyway, he said, the only solace I can take from the Bolts' disastrous ousting is that my wife is still unsure whether I'm as good as Kucherov or not. (laughs) So now that the Bolts are out, who do I root for? The East can fully burn to the ground. So looking for a team out West that won't dissolve in four games. Help. Hmm. That's a really, that's a really hard question. Abs, baby. Let's go. You're telling everyone to root for the Abs and I hate it. The thing about the Abs is that you should root for them. But if you're looking for a team that won't, quote, dissolve in four games, (laughs) uh, may I suggest the Stars or the Blues? 
I would not pick the stars. I would pick the blues. <laughs> you can't go wrong with either of them, I think. For this next round, we'll have to learn some players on the blues. I know Ryan O'Reilly. I know Alex Petrangelo. I know Colton Pareko. Wow, you want to listen more names? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> that's all I've got. Yeah, we're going to have to do a deep dive into the blues. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there's, lo- there's lots of fun to be had on the West. And they will lose uh, in the Stanley Cup final, probably. So you can still feel that pain, the same pain, just a second time. I am furious that you guys dragged the shit out of me for suggesting that McDavid go to the Coyotes and then turn around and suggest, first suggestion that he go to the Coyotes. That really hurts my feelings. Sorry. I'm actually not sorry. Audrey's never apologized for anything in her life. And I don't plan to start. First of all, I have the brain of a goldfish, so I probably forgot that you suggested that roughly six hours after cutting it into the episode. And um, you know what? Things change fast around here. Also, we're in charge. Also, did you see how much he was suffering at the end of the season? We could have sent him to the Panthers and he would have thanked us. We could send him to the moon. Yeah. And he would have been happy. He he should go to the moon. Connor was able to the moon when? (laughs) (laughs) He needs some solitude. Oh, we got a really good DM. What do you think of the wives and girlfriends' jackets? Which ones do you like slash not like? If you were to have a jacket, whose name would you want to be on the back? Well, that's easy. I would want your name on the back. Oh, my God. Now you have to say me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Just I would, lie. I would... Just lie and say my name. <laughs> Let me get Bowler69 on the, on, <laughs> on, the, on the back of my jacket. Listen, that looks sick. What do we think about the jackets? So Audrey and I have been obsessively following the wax jackets yeah. on the uh, wax Instagram account as per usual. We, I have a lot of opinions. The worst one I've seen is the caps one. It's very bad. I think the the issue with the caps is that they don't photograph well because the plaid is really, really small. They're also blazers. Like They're it's blazers. Ugly. I don't love the blazers. But then again, like how many, <laughs> not to stereotype, but how many of these women are working office jobs, you know, where you're like obligated to wear work clothes and blazers on like a regular basis and zero, zero, yeah, of, zero them. of them. <laughs> so I think it's it's like a fun dress up thing for them and not like yeah. a, like I will never opt to wear a blazer. Work clothes. Yeah, it's work clothes. The ones I really like, I really like the Leafs. They have, like, the Letterman jacket ones. Yeah, the Letterman jackets look warm, which I really like. And they're so cute. Unfortunately, you know which ones we really did like? Oh, my God. We really like the Pittsburgh ones. I, like, want to buy one. They were black denim, I think. And they had big... They didn't have names on the back, which I really like. They said Steel City on the back in, like, big yellow letters. They were really cute. They could sell they those. They were sick. Yeah, I almost, like, wondered if they were going to sell them just because they it looked like just cheap merch. Who else did we like? I don't like, I like the, stars. the stars. I don't like the stars. You don't like the denim? No, I think they look like kids scrapbook them. Wow, go off, go off. The Jets had these, like, um, they had, like, the old kind of 80s, 90s, like, spray-painted style. Like, oh, style. yeah, they look like shit. Yeah. Again, didn't photograph well. I'm sure they looked good in person. It looked like a mall, like like yeah, like a sp- mall, like a mall spray art, graffiti yeah. art is what I'm trying to say. There you go, you Woo! got there. It's, okay. it's late at night. Yeah. We're trying our best. Yeah, the leaves were good. They were like very. I think Roots designed them for them. They were so cute. The Blues had some nice denim jackets with like the really big numbers on the back. Who had the silk ones, like the silk bomber kind of jacket? 
might have been the Islanders. Oh, no. Oh, the silky ones were San Jose. They are really cute. Okay, San Jose they have, like, has like, beautiful colors. on them. I actually don't like the jackets in practice. Like, I think that they're blown up to be, like, a big thing now. And that's, it's just, like, I would never want to do it. Like, I would never want to wear it just because it, it reads, it, A, it reads, like, very sorority to me. Which I'm like, okay, that's cool, but like, been there, done that. I remember being 20 years old <laughs> and mm-hmm. Greek life. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, sorry, I my degree's in gender studies, so I need to stop talking about this. I didn't know that about you. I thought it was poli sci. I doubled. I doubled. Oh my God, what a nerd. I, being from Texas, I, I love them. I think they're so cute. I, I don't know. I mean, like, here's my perspective. These are women who, like, are, are married are married to or dating these guys who were, like, gone all the time. Mm. This is, like, a way for them to, like, feel involved and, like, feel a part of it yeah. when their boys have been working really hard all year. And, you know, it's I think they want to get involved with it. And, like, this is a way that they can get involved right. with it. And a lot of them are very young and maybe, like, didn't get the chance to do this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I I am totally aware and like acknowledge that it's extremely patriarchal to like wear the name. Right. Like that's the thing. I would never wear my boyfriend's name on a jacket. That is why I like the the Pittsburgh ones because those are just cute. That's just like cute. It just reads and it's probably just like me reading too much into it, but it like reads as like a property of stamp. I think that is absolutely like implicit yeah. in it. I just I don't think any of them are thinking mm-hmm. that. We're we're the ones who is reading into it. I think most of them just, you know, think it's cute and like want to feel involved in like their husband's playoff run. And so I support them. Yeah. Also, I would like to have one. I would like to have one, please. Okay, wow, we we like really went off about this. Here's a text that we got, Christina. This is oh. Catherine in Detroit, and it is for Christina. How is your hair so pretty? Oh my god, how funny that you asked me this the day that I just spent like another $100 on it. I have very, very thick, curly hair. That is how it's good. So genetics. <laughs> Genet- yeah, thank you, Lara. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know. Oh, I use Redken uh, All Soft shampoo and conditioner. Sponsor us, Redken. Hey, Pug Bunnies, this is Michael. I'm a Raleigh native, so I hope you all enjoyed your stay down here and didn't get drenched in pollen because that's pretty much my life right now. I'm calling because I had a question that uh, stems from a personal connection I have to the hurricanes. When I was a kid in a youth group, my youth pastor was actually the team chaplain for the Carolina Hurricanes. And at a raffle, I won the chance to go to a lunch with the whole team and meet them at a practice. And this terrified me because I then, like now, I don't actually watch much hockey. And I was terrified at the idea of going to a lunch with a bunch of famous people without knowing who any of them were. So fortunately, I got them to give the ticket to somebody who could appreciate it more. But um, that made me wonder if you could or had to go to some social event with an, with an NHL team, what event would you want it to be and what team would you want it to be? Thanks. Bye. You go first. I mean, like, anything that involves drinking, I think it's, like, <laughs> the obvious answer. Like, why would I ever want to be sober around these people? <laughs> no, no. I want to go on. Okay, so, you know, during the bye week, there was, like, a, a group of Swedish hockey players that all went to Mexico. Yes. I would want to go to there. Like, I would want to hang out with those guys. Yeah. 
It's not even an official NHL event. I just want to go get like drunk on the beach with Elias Lindholm for a couple days. And like anything involving their dogs. <gasps> yes. I feel like Brock and I could walk some dogs together. Is That's that an all event? You do. Is that a social event? <laughs> yeah, pretty much anything with the Canucks. Oh, wait, I know what we want to do. What? We want to be at Brock's Blake House. Oh, yeah. With Elias with this PD's summer. There. <laughs> in Minnesota. We're actually invited. I don't know if you, we, we're, yeah, we're going. He doesn't know that he invited us yet, but I don't want to do anything team related. Fuck that. Yeah. Don't make me do any, like, Casino, casino night. night looks terrible. I hate those. I hate that every team does a casino night. It's so stupid. I remember my junior prom. <laughs> All right, Audrey. We got a, we got a text for you. Okay. Hey, bunnies. Hey. Question for Audrey. How <laughs> how did you beat Shaq? No. Oh my god. I have had. That's how I beat Shaq. The seminal classic hit of the early two thousands from Aaron Carter stuck in my head. For a full, what's today, Tuesday? For a full week. I don't know how I got it stuck in my head when we were in Raleigh, but I could not. We were at the bar with Sarah, and I deadass could not stop going, boom! <laughs> you were drunk, him. and that's how you got it stuck in your head. That's fair. That, I, that had not, I had not eaten a meal all day. I had only had beer and, like, half of one of those pretzels, and I, it has been stuck, it's been stuck in my head ever since. This is your cross to bear. It's forever now. The best part of that song is that... <laughs> Here we go. He acts surprised when Shaq starts scoring on him. <laughs> You're like an 11-year-old boy. He's got a lot of swagger. Hey, Puck Bunnies. I just uh, wanted to call in about something Christina just said about listening to music during the games. Uh, if you haven't tried it, Hockey Night in Canada Punjabi version is awesome. It's not music, but I don't understand it. But it, uh, it's incredibly soothing to just listen to the play-by-play. I think his name is Harnarayan Singh, uh, announcer. Just uh, get really into it. And when there's a fight, sometimes they'll put on uh, awesome Punjabi music. Um, unfortunately, there aren't any super cuts of uh, players fighting with Punjabi music on YouTube. Uh, I'm open to get my YouTube editing skills up to point and start making some of those myself but uh until then i just kind of get high uh turn on spotify and uh, watch games on mute so try it out thank you that sounds sick yeah i will absolutely be doing that i love getting new music suggestions that's not just like the sad shit that i listen to normally that's so cool that they even have like a punjabi broadcast yeah i love that they should have us on. <laughs> Send Punjabi. Crossover. <laughs> crossover with Puck Bunnies. That's what they need. They need some more white girls <laughs> they need to on bring TV two, in Canada. Two white American girls on, I think, would really make it. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to read this one to you. Okay, I'm ready. I have it stuck in my head again. Oh, my God. Stop it. Okay. I have another, I have another uh, DM that concerns you. Okay. Hey, Puck Bunnies pod. First time caller. Long time Audrey Crush Haver. Wow. Please step off. Audrey's my girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Anyway, my question is, should I be concerned that, that the Austin Matthews Mitch Marner uh, iPhone commercial has me in my feels? No. It's designed to do that. It's adorable. First of all, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's designed to do that. Tim Apple designed it to do that. Mm-hmm. How can you not look at Mitch Marner's face and just like feel like an overwhelming sense of joy and like faith in the world? 
I like what I want them to do next is you know those like couple Instagrams where like they're holding hands, yeah. like one hand, yeah, like, like hand follow me to, yeah, like they used to do one of those, like a spawn con, like follow me to Adidas. The purest part of that commercial is like Austin giggling at like everything Mitch does. It's such a good insight into their. They have such a, like cat dog relationship. Who's the cat? Who's the dog? Austin is obviously the cat. Mitch is obviously the dog. Mitch is just like a Labrador retriever and he does all these like sweet things for Austin's approval and Austin is just like giggling and filming him. It's very nice. I really hope that there's another version that will come out where it's Mitch filming Austin. I would bust it not. <laughs> of happiness. And on that note, the Leafs have been knocked out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> so now they have a lot of time to they film They have a lot of time to film these Apple commercials. Mitch has so much time to spawn con. I honestly don't think we're going to talk about this series because Leafs Bruins discourse has been going on for literal years at this point, and I'm tired of it. I've only been a fan of hockey for one year, and I'm also tired of it. This has been part one of the two episodes that we're probably going to put out this week that are shorter. So see you later, I guess. <laughs> wow, that's so enthusiastic. You could tell that it's extremely 10 p.m. and like past audience. 10 time. p.m. ESG. I've been asleep for 20 minutes. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, at puckbunnies underscore pod and Instagram at puckbunnies pod no underscore. So support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. You can also call in if you want, like before um or text in or DM us before uh we record the next episode. That number is 774 774- 318-6952. Also, please leave us a iTunes review. Please. Please. Our children are dying. <laughs> we have families. I'm Audrey. I'm Christina. I hope I said I'm Audrey too. And we need to go to bed. And this has been Puck Buddy. Bye. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> Woof. Woo. Trouble.